Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. All right, joining us right now is Congressman Jim Himes. Congressman Himes, thank you so much. Are you on Capitol Hill right now? Hi, Lisa. Yes, I am. In fact, I'm uh, in the cloakroom right off the uh, chamber where the House of Representatives is uh, once again voting uh, to not make Jim Jordan the speaker. Uh, you know, uh, Congressman Himes, Jim, I-, I just need you to I just need you to make sense of this for us. I'm confused about one thing I saw. I saw Hakeem Jeffries this morning get in front of a microphone with a gaggle of other people. And he said that he was looking for moderate Republicans to come to the table, come to the table. He appeared to use the word compromise, but he wasn't specific about details. What am I missing? What is it that he really wants to happen here? Well, remember, Hakeem's not in charge. We're in the minority, so the majority party, the Republicans, are in charge. So it's not really, you know, what is Hakeem's plan? What I can tell you is that Hakeem and I and lots of other senior Democrats have said, over and over again to our colleagues and friends on the other side, that we will support Patrick McHenry um, having power and authority, the power and authority of a speaker, in exchange for a couple of things that are hardly radical, right? One of those things would be that our budget gets planned to the numbers that Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell in the Senate negotiated with Joe Biden, and then, of course, McCarthy walked away from And the second is that we get a robust uh, support package for both Ukraine and Israel. Uh, Those two things, Lisa, are supported by the majority of Republicans. So this isn't Democrats, you know, asking for the Green New Deal or, you know, fantastical things. Uh, But yesterday in their conference, the Republicans said, hell no, hell no, we're not going to take that deal. We're not. They said things like that would be a betrayal of Republican voters. And so we, here we are voting for the third time not to make Jim Jordan speaker. The um, uh, is are the Republicans afraid that they're going to get punished at the ballot box if they are seen to make anything that smacks of an agreement with Democrats? Well, some of them are. Right. And, you know, there are those who use the language that the opposition party, the Democrats, are not the opposition, but in fact destroying America. 
or seditious or treasonous. And for the people who use that language, unfortunately in our neck of the woods, people don't use that language very much. Uh, it's then impossible to say, oh, but we should uh, take the Democrats up on their offer to get the House running again. So that means if they're not willing to reach out to us, and by the way, this is the role we've played in the minority of this whole Congress, right? The, the debt ceiling deal, which avoided a U.S. default, only passed because Democrats supported it. The government shutdown of two weeks ago or three weeks ago now was averted only because Democrats supported it. So we're constantly playing the role of stepping in and saying, guys, let's not default on our debt or shut down the government. And so we're sitting here, but as long as they so hate the idea of working with Democrats more than they want to get the government restarted at this enormously perilous time, once again, we'll be on the floor, you know, without the ability to elect a speaker. Is it possible that a majority of Democrats would vote for a Republican that let's say 20 or 30 or 40 Republicans could support? In other words, is it possible that there would be this cadre of moderate Republicans that could, uh, that could get the Democrats to vote for them so that the precedent of the majority party in charge having the speakership is held, but the moderate center has sort of prevailed? Is that possible? Well, that's exactly what I'm talking about, uh, but it wouldn't be – you know, a small number of Republicans. They couldn't okay. tolerate that, and maybe they shouldn't tolerate that. Okay. In other words, the Republicans, as the majority, it's up to them to elect a speaker. If they need to get 40 or 50 Democratic votes, and depending on who it might be and what the terms were, they might get my vote. Um, okay. Again, I would have a list of things, like the two things I just described to you that I would want in exchange for that vote. But it would really be what I was just talking about, which is let's let's make Patrick McHenry speaker uh, with an agreement uh, around two or three things that would provide for that democratic support. And again, these are not radical things that we're looking for. Um, so that's the way it would have to happen. But you know, I, I I think they're going to need to fail a few more times before they realize how bad a look it is to shut down the United States Congress at a time when Israel desperately needs congressional support, where Ukraine desperately needs congressional support, and, and even more importantly, where the United States budget is due by the 17th of November. So, I mean, the clock is ticking on all of these things, and my hope is that eventually they realize that the only way you get things done here, and we've demonstrated this time and time again, uh, is on a bipartisan basis. Why is it that Patrick McHenry doesn't want to run for Speaker of the House and just run and just be the Speaker? Well, I think the moment – first of all, it's not clear that the Republicans can elect any speaker. Um, they okay. tossed out Kevin McCarthy, who's not a particularly ideological guy, by the way. Um, he's more a sort of transactional guy. They didn't even vote on Steve Scalise because he didn't have the vote, and now we're on our third vote for Jim Jordan. If you think about it, Scalise is sort of one of those pragmatic – you know, I wouldn't call him a centrist, but traditional conservatives – Jim Jordan is a bomb thrower who was deeply complicit in what happened uh, up here on January 6th. And so the moderates oppose – the Republican moderate members oppose him, and the Freedom Caucus and the bomb throwers oppose Scalise. And so, again, it's not clear to me that they can elect anybody speaker. And Patrick – I know Patrick very well, and I consider him a friend. We sit on the Financial Services Committee. He's he's too smart to put himself into that uh, wood chipper uh, you know, without a, without a clear outcome. 
Isn't that interesting? So now the smart money, the people that you would want to lead are running away from leadership because it's it's considered to be such an impossible task. Isn't that awful? Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's a it's a real problem and again, Patrick's as smart as they come and uh and uh, he understands at the moment he says, uh, you know, I'd like to do this. Well, now all of a sudden, uh, you know, the fire breathers are, t- are saying, well, you need to do, you know, Matt Gage shows up at his office the next day and says, I need the following 20 things. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, Patrick's a little smart for that. There was a report that there was a shouting match. Kevin McCarthy didn't deny it, that he shouted Matt Gates down at some behind the scenes thing because Matt Gates kept interrupting and just wouldn't let him alone, wouldn't let him speak. Yeah, and I, I mean, I take no pleasure in this um, at all, Lisa, because the stakes are too high. But, you know, shouting match after shouting match, clown-like behavior. You know, my friend Nancy Mace of South Carolina showing up with a scarlet letter, you know, Hageman of Wyoming showing up with a lasso, you know, spouses, um, Don Bacon, congressman who has sort of led the charge against um, against Jim Jordan, Don Bacon's wife was physically threatened. Um, uh, and, and so we, we, we take absolutely no joy in what that says about our politics, but it, it is very, very ugly over there. So Jim Himes, Congressman Jim Himes of the 4th, I saw that you were – on one of the television stations, I think it was CNN the other night, and I appreciated the words that you said when uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said that she called for an immediate ceasefire, and you said that would be like September 12th telling Americans to not do anything after September 11th. Where are you now? It's two weeks into this. Where are you now with respect to what the United States should be doing with respect to the Middle East policy in Israel right now? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 three answers to that question. Three things that are terribly important. Number one, we've got to support Israel. Israel is not out of peril yet. If um, Hezbollah, which is far more capable than Hamas, were to take the decision to come across the northern border, launch their tens of thousands of missiles. Um, we could very well have a regional war on our hands, and it, and the state of Israel would be threatened. They would prevail in the end, but they would be threatened. So, um, number one, we have to support Israel, which is why what's going on on the floor right now is so appalling, amongst other reasons. Number two, we need to continue to do everything we can to identify the hostages that are being held by terrorists, probably in basements and tunnels in Gaza, because we need to get those people back safely. And then number three, and this is really, really important, um, we need to make sure that when Israel undertakes the acts that they have every right to undertake to find and deliver accountability and justice to the murderers who killed 1,500 of their people, that they do it scrupulously with regard to the laws of armed conflict and with humanitarian goals in mind, and that they and we never – because we are better than Hamas, except that an innocent Palestinian life is worth less than an innocent Israeli life. And, you know, what I just said is easy to say, because conducting operations in a, as densely packed an area as Gaza is enormously, enormously difficult. But we cannot um, uh, ever sink to the depths that Hamas is so revels in of of doing anything other than holding the safety of civilians and non-combatants at the very, at the I, very I don't even level. know. I, you know what, Jim? I have to say, I don't even know why. 
I'm listening to you, and I have to say, I don't even know why that needs to be emphasized with a capital emphasis. Anybody who knows anything, and I know that you do, about the Jewish culture, the Israeli culture, who we are as a people, why would you ever think otherwise? Why would, why would anybody ever think otherwise? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why would well, I think there's two answers to that question. Number one, what I was alluding to before, um, military operations in urban areas are brutal. And so a military commander might brutal. want... And there's going to be a lot of lost Israeli lives as well when they go right, into exactly. these houses door to door and they find people hiding under women's skirts and putting right. bombs under hospitals and mosques. I know. It's going to be horrible. And the people in Israel, believe me when I tell you, they know they're going to be losing a lot more people in this war. And, and the second the second thing, um, Lisa, and I completely agree with you, you know, the Israeli military, when they undertake operations, they have lawyers very literally embedded in the operational units to make sure that they act according to the law. But you and I both remember how we felt after 9-11, rage, anger, emotion. And that's why the president of the United States is very rightly saying, we get it, folks. We, we were hit like you were hit. But – Deep breath because and, – and let's face it. The United States did some things after 9-11 that, that in retrospect don't look wise. And so it's fair to say to the Israelis, we are with you in your outrage over this tragedy. But learn – maybe learn from our mistakes and operate you know, not, for, not, not with a mindset of revenge but with a mindset of doing what you need to do to secure the security of the people of Israel. I would say this, Jim Himes, I would say this, Congressman, um, if Israel wanted to act with revenge in mind two weeks later, they could have carpet bombed everybody. They don't do that. It's not what they want to do. It's not what they've ever wanted to do. So I think the world needs to give Israel a little bit of a break here. They're, they're still burying their dead. They're still finding their dead. They're still mourning their dead. They're getting ready to try and go house to house so that they can get the bad guys and leave the good people alone. And they're doing it at great personal risk because it would be a lot easier, frankly, and terrible, by the way, not excusable, but not excusable at all. But there are ways that countries can exert military might without caring about people. And I, I, look, war is hell. I and mean, they say it for a reason. It's horrible. And, and nobody, nobody wants to see innocent people hurt, maimed, killed, because it just starts the cycle of generational hatred and revenge over and over and over again, and nothing good comes of it. But I just, uh, 
I'm feeling right now very, very much for the situation there. I have a lot of family there. You know that. And very, very dear friends. And it's rough, Jim. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I've been a little disappointed. And, and, and again, um, this is such a complicated area, but I've been a little disappointed that I would like to believe that after the horror that was visited on the Israelis, that the immediate thought of people wouldn't be, sure wouldn't be like, oh, well, that is somehow justified because of the perceived injustices against the Palestinians. That is a appalling point of view. Um, but I also would like to believe that the conversation around getting at a uh, two-state solution and a just outcome here would at least wait until the bodies have been cleared from the streets and the hostages have been identified. It's a very, very worthy topic, but when you bring up the need for a just and permanent solution when there are still people bleeding, it's just, it's bad optics, and it It makes it seem like you're trying to draw some equivalence uh, between the situation of the Palestinians and the situation of the Israeli innocents who were killed. So it's a very complicated topic, and, and Lisa, you know as well as I do how high emotions run here, but we just need to fall back on those you know, moral tenets that should have no ambiguity to them, which is that we don't ever support violence against innocents anywhere or at any time. Right. Absolutely. And what do we know, Jim, because I know you're on the Intelligence Committee. What can you tell us that we know about ways we can get the Israeli and American hostages out of there? I'm reading that, um, I think, is it Abu Dhabi uh, or Qatar? Maybe one one of the United Arab Emirates states is um, deeply involved in trying to be a mediator for hostage crisis. What do you know, if anything, that you can share with us? Yeah, yeah. So the administration and the Israelis are working very hard with two groups of people who have maintained open lines of communications with Hamas. Those are the Qataris who have provided economic support to Gaza um, that, you know, we all hope was on behalf of the Palestinians, but needless to say, Hamas would siphon off. Um, And the Turks. The Turks have done similar things. And so because they have open lines of communication, in fact, the political leadership of Hamas is resident in Doha, in Qatar. So it's a distasteful thing. And it was just a couple of weeks ago, Lisa, that we were talking about the release of the hostages from Iran. It's a difficult and distasteful thing. But if you want to secure the safety of – we think the number may be as high as 200 – you know, people in the hands of brutal murderers, you've got to have those conversations, and those conversations are ongoing. And does that mean that they're going to get money in exchange for people? In other words, you know, you remember that Israel gave up, I think, 1,100 people from its prisons for one soldier, and they were criticized for it, right? Gilad Shalit. And you know that um, the Biden administration was criticized because we were prepared to allow $6 billion of Iranian assets to go in exchange for five people, one of whom is in our district right here in Weston, because, the, because lives matter. And at some point you have to make really hard decisions. What, what do you think that Hamas is going to want for 200 people? Can you imagine the amount of money they're going to demand? Yeah, yeah, money or the release of terrorists being held in Israeli jails. Again, there's absolutely no good answer to this, you know. 
uh, in a world of justice and good, uh, Hamas would not take innocent civilian hostages. But um, it's going to be an excruciating thing. You know, it's 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 a little early. We don't know exactly how many there are. Uh, we certainly don't know where they're being held. Hamas is not stupid. Um, they will not hold them in a way that makes them easy to rescue. Um, so, anyway, I wish I could say that this is going to uh, be uh, resolved quickly, but these situations are always excruciating. Congressman Jim Himes, thank you very much for breaking away in the cloakroom and telling us minute to minute what is happening in this world. Do you have anything um, hopeful or comforting <laughs> that you want to share with us right now? Because it feels like the world is falling to hell in a handbasket. I swear to goodness, it really does. I wake up every morning. There's some good economic news. I'm watching. I know unemployment is good and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, it feels, it feels like a real assault to all of us about the news on the world stage. You got anything good to tell us? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, um, if you look at Ukraine, if you look at Israel, and I th- and I think of those, by the way, as similar conflicts, right? Yeah, me too. Hamas wishes extinction too. on the Israeli people, yeah. and Russia wishes extinction on the Ukrainian people. And um, gosh, Lisa, you and I didn't think that in the 21st century we would be dealing with like a 19th century problem, but here we are. Here we but you are. You ask for points of optimism. Yeah. The economy in Connecticut's doing better. Okay. <laughs> you know, businesses moving in to Stanford and, and Norwalk, uh, crime down in the state of Connecticut. You know, you can't you can't sustain yourself if you don't also look at the bright side. And let me say this: this is important. It may be true. It may be true. Fingers crossed that coming out of this horror in Israel, that the world, and I do mean the world, I mean the world, I mean the Palestinians, I mean the Israelis. Maybe they rededicate themselves when the dust is settled to the idea of trying to find a way for Palestinians and Israelis to live side by side. When you look at the horror, and I, you know, I think good Palestinians, I think Palestinians look at the horror and say, you know, this should never happen again. Um, It's not universally true. Uh, We saw too many examples of celebration. But I think the majority of Palestinians and Israels and the rest of the world may redouble its effort and say, let's Let's not hand this problem, which has existed since 1948, let's not hand it down to the next generation. Let's take a real run at fixing it. And we, Truth be told, we haven't taken a run at fixing the situation for probably a decade and a half now. And I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing, I'm holding on to that possible uh, moment of optimism. Well, we live on hope. We live on hope. Congressman Jim Himes, we can do that. We can share hope. Uh, Thank you very much for coming on. We'll have you on again soon, and we'll be watching what's happening in Washington, D.C. Maybe we'll get a Speaker of the House. Who knows? We can hope for that, too. Thank you, Lisa. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. Kindness of Strangers coming up. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, 
and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable splash refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about by heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart, and it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.